Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, just a little FYI before we start. Just because you've watched the Barbie film, it doesn't make you an interesting person with a personality. Actually, you're just as boring as you are having watched it, but you're now just probably wearing pink telling people, hello Barbie, hello Barbie. Listen, she's been giving people unrealistic expectations to live by for over 60 years. Now, if you think she can undo that with one fucking poxy film, you've got another thing coming. After the tone, Here we go, episode eight, season eleven. This time on the menu, homemade for capture, a Randy Monk and betrayal at the school disco. <laughs> betrayal at school disco. <laughs> Beautiful record there by Sophie What's Her Face. Um, and if you want to join in, the number to voice note is coming up a bit shortly. So just have some little bit of patience, please, actually. Okay, I can't do 14 things at the one time. Now, I'm diving straight into the mailbag because there are some thoughts and feels in response to last week's picky tea debacle. Easy for you to say. Uh, Grey says, my favourite kind of tea, the only meal my dad ever made for us growing up, was slices of apple and cheese. Well, you're sort of giving away the sort of household you grew up with. The first time I knew you could have cheese with a bit of fruit oh I must have been about at least 29 I kid you not you know like when you meet posh people for the first time and they're like oh my god I just love a bit of stilton with a mince pie and you're like sorry who are you (laughs) and you think they're the stupid ones um apple and cheese Mm six out of ten uh pesky says has to be majority beige food for a piketty taken off a table at your nan's with trifle dessert as a must oh my god yeah do you remember trifle that came in like plastic tubs oh i thought that was the only way that trifle was made i I genuinely didn't know that people made trifle i thought you bought it of course i know i've known that for at least two years (laughs) 
Do you know what I love about this podcast? It just always reminds me how common I am. Uh, some lovely listener feedback here from Simone on the Spotify. Uh, the absolute value of this podcast in allowing people to think and feel out loud and the compassion and the growth that comes from that is phenomenal. <laughs> I think I said it right. Phenomenal. Doop. Um, if you'd like to send us one liner at after the tone pod on the Instagram and the Twitter, and as I said, Spotify listeners, there is now a comment feature on each episode. Hello, dollies. The carer here. I haven't baked a fucking focaccia. It was that lovely caller from Athens or somewhere. Remember, she was talking to her plants and showing herself some love, and she just said, "And I, by the way, I baked a fucking focaccia today." And I was like, yes, girl, that just cracked me up. So that's the first fundraisers out there, all right? We all, we all bake focaccia and sell them on our doorstep, like focaccia sales. After the tone, focaccia. Um, what do you want to put in them? You could put World Girls, one of the freaky ones, if you like it, is like peach and honey focaccia. Um, loads of sea salt on it, you know, loads of olive oil. And you could even bit a little bit of, what do you call it, goes in there, one of the fucking... Stinky Jeezy's, I can't remember what it is. There's a nice stinky blue, Italian blue they put in with it as well. Ooh, the After the Tone special. Save our pub. Save our pub. And bake a fucking focaccia. Sorry, she's from Berlin. Berliner. I don't know where I got Athens from. I've seen some Italian blue, but it's never started like that. You don't want to put it in a sandwich. <laughs> partial to focaccia oh there's a place up the road that does it quite cheap quite accessible actually i say quite cheap quite cheap for an artisanal bakery i quite like this italian meat called mortadella if you're italian and you're listening i think you can agree that's a beautiful italian accent mortadella which don't now if you're italian don't stop listening basically it's like italian pork luncheon meat and uh, they think it's quite fancy, but it's it's quite lovely. Oh, my God. Poor vegans listen to this. I mean, you know, who cares? Um, yeah, the mortadella. She's quite the fan. A peach in a sandwich. I mean, do you know what? The way that I see focaccia, I think posh people see focaccia as like, what's, what do they call it? Not an entree. Um, a moose-bouche. <laughs> I think they see it like that, don't they? They dip it in a bit of oil, you know, whilst you're waiting for your food to come along. I, th- I just it's like a fancy roll in it. No? Anyway, how do Italians eat focaccia? Don't, no one say, Debbie. Debbie's looking at me saying with their hands and their mouth. I fucking know that, Debbie. I mean, what do they have it with? What's the way of doing it? Well, if you're Italian, you should definitely respond to this because no doubt you've, I've probably given you art palpitations. Hello, Scotty and all the people in the pub and the ATT crew. It's Jamie in Edinburgh here. Remember, I used to be a priest. Well, I'm still a priest, but not sort of practising. <laughs> Gone off the boil. But so I've got lots of sort of ideas about the, the saints and things. Yes, Joan of Arc, such they, she vibes. So much so, in fact, that The Globe recently did a play of Joan of Arc and did it NB. Um, and of course, some people loved it and other people were up in arms and la la la. But, you know, the globe is making real strides in terms of gender inclusion and racial inclusion and just equality across the board. So big up to them. Good, good, good. St. Sebastian. Ooh, he's 
been an icon for gay male gays, um, both gays, G-A-Y-S and G-A-Z-E, oh yeah, for centuries, well, yeah, at least for decades, but um, yeah, he's pierced, pierced by the arrows, ah, etc., etc. You know, you get the, the gist, that sort of sexual um, violation and all that sort of stuff. Who else? Saint Agatha was quite cute. She had her boobs cut off. So when you see her in iconography, she looks like she's holding a plate of two blancmanges. Who else? I'm not sure, really. I guess a young King David. Mm, very nice, with his sling to kill Goliath. You know, there's, there's quite a few dishes on the menu in the church, really. Talking of going up a mountain and seeing a, a monk, <clears throat> as another caller did on St. Catherine's. Um, an ex of mine went to Mount Athos, okay, so it's Greek Orthodox, to have a week's spiritual retreat. And uh, there were monks there and whatever. And one came into his room at night for a bit of nookie. And... Although my friend, obviously my, my ex was gay and he said the guy was a bit of a dish. He said, I really was not there for that. I really was there for the spiritual stuff. So I had to tell him to get out. Mm. Desperation of the men who have gone into the cloth mm. comes out in all sorts of inappropriate ways. I don't think consent is high on their agenda. That's all I'm going to say. Now, hello, Jamie. Thank you for bringing these saints to my attention. St Agatha of Christie. I didn't know about that one. Well, there you go. I'm going to have to have a look at it. Agatha of Christie. I mean, it's just an Agatha, isn't it? Agatha of Sicily. I thought it was of Christie. I thought she used to do the murder mysteries. Oh, I'm doing poetry. Don't. Don't write in. Um, I'm having a look. They had the boobs. Oh, I'm looking at a picture. Oh, that's quite something. They basically got uh, nipples in nipple clamps. Now, I don't mean to make light of the alleged breast platage of violence towards this person, but it does look like they've got uh, nipples in a nipple clamp and she's being... I, I mean, I've seen things like this before, is what I'm trying to say. Right, I'm going to get myself out of hot water and say, what do you mean you're still a priest? You're just not practising. That's like if I said, oh, I'm still, you know, I'm still a barmaid. I'm just not practising. I haven't had a fucking bar job in 20 years. You can't still say you're a priest. You're a lady of gosh. I don't agree with that. Is it like you've done the exam, so you like, you just, you've always got it, like you're a driving teacher. But even so, I wouldn't want to be taught driving. Uh, let's be fair. With the things that you've probably done in your life, would I want to take confession with you? Do you know what I mean? No. <laughs> I don't want to take confession with any of them. You know, consent aside, because it sounded like the story that you told us about your ex up a hill with a monk. So did like, you know, the monk was like, in for a penny, in for a pound, question mark. And your ex was like, no, I think he needs to go. In that situation, I think I would have just done it for the story, to be honestly. <laughs> I would have gone, I've had it off with a monk. Yeah. Could you imagine the miles out of this podcast I'd get out of that? I'd fucking love it. Every time anyone mentioned religion, I'd go, do you know I had sex with a monk? I wonder... <laughs> I wonder if... The, the, like, if... <laughs> I 
believe it. I'm just about to ponder this with you. I wonder if you have sex with people higher up in the echelons of the church, if you get, like, more respect. Do you know what I mean? Now, this is a deeply problematic conversation because a lot of people have had awful experiences, unconsensual experiences. That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about there seems to be, as Michael alluded last week, and uh, Jamie is alluding to this week, there seems to be, you know, a few of them are quite Nelly-ish. So that's that's an interesting thing. I mean, when I used to knock about with um, somebody whose partner was a vicar, you know, they were allowed to have it off. Well, they were all fucking Nellies. Oh, they were all at it. And they're into some of the filthiest stuff you've ever thought of. Are you a person of the cloth? Would you like to confirm or deny any of these claims that we're making against Christianity? I had to send this in. I just listened to the most recent episode and I heard, do you have any traumatising experiences with school discos? And immediately was like, yeah, definitely, 100%. Um, When I was in year six, I was far too obsessed and in love with my boyfriend who obviously in year six is not really a boyfriend um but I thought we were you know destined to live out our lives together and I turned up late to the disco and I found him on the dance floor proposing like asking another girl to be his girlfriend and down on his knees we were like 10 I don't know heartbroken absolutely heartbroken and i am queer and i i i i do sort certify as as fat especially at that time when i was in school and uh so yeah yeah i can i can definitely agree that trauma central for that obviously seriously because uh i still remember it and it triggered my memory immediately as soon as you said school trauma disco yeah, solidarity. <laughs> hope you're great. Love the show as always. Really, really hope that you do stick around and you get the funding that you need because I love this space and and you've just created something wonderful. Have a lovely week. Bye. Hi, friend. I couldn't work out if you were in a rainforest or if you were cooking up a bunch of sausages. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Those two things are always conflated with each other, aren't they? Now, proposing at the age of 10, do you remember such a thing? Isn't it weird that as children we were all like that? Like, this is our house, you're my husband, you'll sit there. It's quite bizarre, isn't it? Do you think, is that a normal part of child psychology? Are children like that nowadays? Or have things moved on? Proposing at a school disco. Oh, bless you. I can see that. I mean, it feels like an EastEnders episode, doesn't it? I mean, not with 10-year-olds, obviously. But it does feel like, you know, the timing was right. You were late. Your one was on the knees. I mean, terrible. And and Will actually probably have scarred you for life. The reason why you find yourself here. <laughs> the, only re- the only reason there are any listeners here is because of moments like that in people's life. <laughs> we are a trauma catch-all. <laughs> Let's keep this school disco trauma going, please. Hiya, Scotty and the crew, everyone in the pub. It's Alina here, calling from Liverpool. I've just interrupted the episode I was listening to. Just listening to Jojo's call where they talk about yearning. And I was having this thought a lot. I've noticed patterns in myself where I I disappear from people's lives for multiple weeks. And then go, fuck, I need to see everyone. I I need to put the time, I need to show that I love them. 
I saw a friend today I hadn't seen in weeks, someone I have been yearning for, like you say, Jojo, and like you say, Scotty, and this, like, this pang of, like, oh, I miss you and I, I, I love you and you feel far away even if you're geographically close. And, like, sorry, that sound, it was not me farting. That was me slapping my leg. Oh, no. Anyway, yeah, I, I do know that feeling. I find it really hard to be consistent in people's lives and I wonder whether it's something that, anyone else struggles feeling like I don't know I feel a bit emotional actually but like actually being a consistent person like um I'm really aware of how much I love people and then withdraw and like and I wonder whether we're always withdrawing and it's a bit of like a you know protection thing like you can't be out in the world all the time like you have to withdraw a little bit and like come into your shell and I don't know if that's me and my neurodivergence as well that I burn myself out with love a little bit like I I pour it all out because I love people and I yearn like you do Jojo and then I'm like fucking exhausted in return but I'm becoming acutely aware of what that actually does to people in my life there are people who who miss me and I've never considered that I would be missed I think there's something beautiful in yearning like personally I'm trying to remind myself that it's not about making compromises but about living presently and if living presently is living far away from a few people and closer to others so that you can have a life that allows you to flourish, that's okay. And maybe through you, I'm trying to tell myself, like, it's okay that I can't, um, I don't know. Oh, fuck's sake. Um, that I can't love with everything all the time and that my love does come in spurts, but when it's there, it's there, and I think. You're never going to be in a place where you don't miss someone. There's always someone missing. Just a lot of thoughts. I'd love to hear if anyone else struggles with yearning or feeling like they're an inconsistent presence in people's lives. I love you all and I'm really sorry for being absent to the podcast and also to the people in my life who have been absent too. Uh, I love you all. Uh, I'm going to go to bed now and read some book. Take care. Bye-bye. Oh, hello, lovely Elena in Liverpool. It's lovely to have you back. Now, never any pressure to be here and to be present. Never any pressure. Dip your toe in as much as you feel like, as much as it's useful. Do you know what I mean? There are lots of things competing for our attention and I don't need to be one of them, okay? I've got thousands of other people giving it to me, Elena. <laughs> I tell you what, you know when you said you slapped your leg? Well, I just looked down at my legs. I am sweating. There is sweat running down the of my it's like I've got sweaty back of knee territory I don't like the summer oh being fat person in the summer oh it's very you find these things out about yourself oh my god I could do a wash with what's coming out the back of my knees anyway by the by lovely um yeah there was I think the sort of uh, overarching feel or takeaway from me for this is like do you know, it's all right that some people miss you, I think. I, I mean, that's what I'm trying to understand in myself, is that you can't be everywhere. And we can't live up to these neurotypical ways of existing where we're all supposedly, you know, in contact with everybody and living our best lives. And I'm brewing a burp. Because I've got burps to do. <laughs> but there are like, like, there's so much competing for my attention and actually just functioning on the day-to-day and remembering, like, my lists that I make for every day are, like, really simple things. They're not like, oh, I've got to do this, got to do that. It's like, I've got to shower, I've got to take my meds, I've got to... Fuck, did I take my meds? 
oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I've got to, like, eat. I've got to go out. I've got to, you know, like... Uh, and when I say I've got to, it's it's not I've got to. It's like, you know, these things are things that make you happy <laughs> or function. <laughs> I mean, they don't make me happy. They just make me, you know, average. And the effort and the labour that it takes just to, just to do that bit let alone be, you know, like, present, it's, it's really fucking difficult. It's really hard. And I think there are people out there who know a lot more about the ADHDs. I don't have the ADHDs, so I only know things that I've seen on the internet. And I can, if we can trust that, that there's something called, uh, I think it's called object permanence or something. So, you know, it is recognised that actually you might not be actually doing this on purpose. Uh, but also, in the world that we're living in, it's really fucking easy to do these things. Anyway, I'm waffling. I said some things about this the last time. So now it's over to you. What words of advice do you want to give to Alina? Pick up the blow with the numbers coming shortly. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Coming up, a burning bush, steady. Debbie, don't look at me like that. Put that yogurt away, please. Strong feels on a picky tea and a Bastille Day postcard. Oh, fancy. Um, yes, we know last week's episode went out a bit early. My God, the confusion that that fucking caused. Um, you can see how many of you don't do well with change. <laughs> this is very much a neurodiverse space, isn't it? Producer Deb gave us all... I'm going to reframe it. It was all a treat, actually. We got 24 hours advanced listening, and we should actually be charging you for that. Speaking of which, hola to our new friends on the Patreon. Everyone say hello to Catherine and Rebecca. Also, massive shout-outs to the linguist, the ketchup person, you might remember, for upping their support too. We really appreciate it. It is giving us a sense of like what the direction of traffic might be over the next month so if you can you can if you can't we still understand but this week's patreon exclusive comes from jake oh lovely jake god you can't get rid of that one anymore can you jake's the new fucking jrf give it a fucking break jake it's lovely that you're here (laughs) Jake's talking about how it's best to let some friendships fade away. Patreon.com forward slash after the tone. You know what I'm about to say? It starts with British and ends with podcast awards. Britishpodcastawards.com forward slash voting. Just vote for us in the listener award, okay? Otherwise, and if you've got multiple email addresses, I don't care about the forgery, okay? You just need an email address. Right, let's get back to the party. 
Hello, Scotty. It's Stevie from Colchester. I just remembered uh, the second part to my St. Catherine's Monastery story. I thought I should share it now. Is that um, St. Catherine's Monastery is where the burning bush is. Oh, dear. <laughs> Insert smutty joke here. But, um, <laughs> you know, the burning bush, the Bible, it's in there. Read it, Philistines. So when I took my group there, they were all like, oh, I want to see the burning bush. I mean, it was a big deal, you know, but um, I didn't see it the first time I went there. I don't know why. So I didn't know where it was. They're all asking me where it is. And I literally just walked in, saw a bush and went, oh, there it is. And everybody was like, oh, and started taking photos. Um, and then I walked around the corner and saw a bush that was sort of elevated up high <laughs> with brick all around it and lots of people taking photographs of it and thought, oh, no, shit, that's the burning bush. It's that one. Um, so then I had to come out and talk to my tour group and be like, OK, well, unfortunately, time's cut short here, so we're going to have to leave. Uh, we've got to get up Mount Sinai, blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, just quickly... Take your picture of the burning bush, not the burning bush, um, and then we'll all leave. <laughs> anyway, that's my very long-winded story. Also, just wanted to chime in about picky tea. There is nothing wrong with elevating the picky tea, okay? I'm not posh, but I don't like the thought that I can't have a weight rose picky tea. I'd be all over it if I could afford it, absolutely. Sounds like a birthday treat. Nothing wrong with that. We don't all have to eat beige smiley faces just because we're working class, you know. There's other options. All right, I've said me a bit. Love you, bye. No one listened to Stevie. Stevie's a liar and has no idea what they're on about, okay? Working class people are only allowed to eat out of a fucking freezer, okay? And they've got to heat the food up with a fucking candle. All right, Stevie. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. It's just... We don't want the poshies to get hold of it and start doing mezze platters with, you know, the words picky tea over it. Like, they can't own it. They're not allowed to, like, do old picky tea eaten mess or whatever they have. Do you know what I mean? Uh, Lardons. <laughs> I think that Lardons is like... That's the poshest thing I could pull out of my brain. Lardons. <laughs> The intersection of me being a fat commoner just really shined through. Now, the burning bush, it's not a bush, though, is it? It's a tree. Um, but do you know what? If there's any gardeners out there who've done some research into the Torah, because I think it's in the Torah, Torah, the Torah Wilcox, I think it's in that. I think that's where the story comes from. I think it's the, a burning tree. It doesn't have the same ring to it, though, does it? The burning bush is much more a better record than the burning tree. You know? If anyone is a horticulturalist, <laughs> can we all just behave, please? <laughs> if anyone is a horticulturalist um, and you would like to be able to tell me whether it is a shrub, a bush or a tree, I would be very grateful. Now, you mentioned the Philistines and it triggered a memory for me from uh, Sunday school where I thought the Philistines were a group of people... <laughs> You know, like, you get the book of these ones and that ones. I thought the book of Philistines was a group of people. Maybe it is. I still don't know if that... The book of Philistines of... No, Philippians. I thought that was a tube. The book of... Oh, yeah, the book of Philippians. 
Okay. Yeah. The Philistines is just, it's just ignorant people, wasn't it? Religiously ignorant people. I thought that, I genuinely thought it was a group of people. Never met one in my life. Okay, Stevie, controversial opinions there from you. Do you know what? I would have done the same. Do you know, why admit you're wrong when you can be right and lie? (laughs) Hello, everybody. Jojo here. A bit out of breath. I've just been to a boxing, which I didn't realise how much I would love. Uh, It's a really nice boxing gym full of fat, skinnies, men, women, non-binary folk. It's just amazing. Like, it's such an inclusive space um and i've never stuck at anything like exercise wise like classes and this is one thing that i've stuck at so i'm really happy about that i'm looking forward to actually punching people <laughs> and then punching me which i didn't really realize i'd like to do anyway oh actually at school i did punch somebody and get punched oh that's weird i only just made that connection i did a bit of scrapping in my uh school days And that brings me right round to my lovely mate Kate who called in. So yeah, when I, before I got friends with mate Kate when I was 14, I uh, used to hang around with a bunch of people uh, from local estate and we used to do things like Nick stuff from Tammy Girl and I remember one time we went to this flat and there was like boxes and boxes of Super Kings cigarettes that somebody had nicked. Like, we went in and got some. Yeah, I started smoking when I was 12. And then these friends ended up, we had a falling out because they thought that I thought that I was better than them. And my cousin was in that group as well, uh, which wasn't very nice. We had a falling out. I was a loner. And then that group of friends brought me back into the fold. And then, yeah, Kate's right. It wasn't a, a disco, it was a dance show because we were in dance club and uh, I started memorising the dances of other groups like uh, not not consciously and then ended up joining another group's dance and then they really thought I thought I was better than them because they said I'd made friends with the boffins so <laughs> yeah well the boffins saved my day because who the fuck knows what I'd be up to now if I hadn't have met those lovely people and got into some creative stuff with them so thank you mate Kate for rescuing me love to you all and keep safe keep tidy or not I don't know why I said that Uh, I'm currently cycling with the phone in my hand so I'm gonna stop all right bye when you're on a moving vehicle. No driving of any sort should be happening when you're calling us. I don't want to listen to the end of your life. I listened to the most of the middle of it. <laughs> well, that was quite the story, wasn't it, Jojo, uh, with the mate Kate? Uh, lovely that we got a bit of an ending to it. I mean, do you know what? I, I, I've got to be honest with you. The dancing malarkey, did it save you? I mean, it might have done. It might have saved you, but... Oh, I had a great time smoking Super King Lambert and Butlers and I got in with the wrong crowd. I mean, supposedly the wrong crowd, but I tell you what, I can see trouble before it happens. I'm very world wisely and yes, you know, it puts you on a certain path, but it teaches you about the world, doesn't it? So swings and roundabouts, some of my best moments, some of the things, some of the softness that was available to me 
What's free people who stolen things, bringing things around in laundry bags to the gaff, being like, what do you want? <laughs> I'd be like, oh, please, mum, can I have one of those? Can I have that, that knock-off DVD, please, mum? Very strange array of things that people would have knocked off. Like, legs of lamb, couple of DVDs, couple of necklaces. Do you know what I mean? Technically, in my boss shop, you know, in some light, some people would call them entrepreneurs. That's the thing. Yeah. Fags were always the big one, weren't they? There was always, yeah, cartons of them. Oh, do you remember children smoking fags? The kids don't know they're born nowadays. They've just got these um, elf bars, smoky, smoky, puffy, puffy, airy, vapey, vapey, vapeys. That's what they're called, aren't they? They don't know what it's like to smoke a cigarette with a twig and douse yourself in Lynx Africa so that you can try and hide the smell of smoke. They don't know, do they? No, they don't. They've never lived, (laughs) these children. They've got too much... (laughs) Well, Jojo, so are we are we gathering from this that Mate Kate was a boffin then? Doesn't sound like a boffin. Oh, that's a lie. I think Mate Kate sounds sounds like they were on the right path. Do you know what I mean? But that might just be an assumption. Well, the boxing, I don't know how I feel about it. I don't think it's for me. I've been doing these stunts in this thing. Yes, I know. I talked about it last week, but I've been doing stunts. And the violence, oh, I just... It's not for me. I have to have a sugary tea afterwards. So I don't think a controlled sport, supposedly, where people have got free reign to damage mon visage, which, I mean, my face is for the people. And I would be giving up quite a lot. But um, Jojo, by all means. (laughs) Yeah, no, I don't think. But do you know what? I've got quite into, this is very off-brand for me, the Colin McGregor series is on the telly, on what well, the pretend telly, you know, like the internet telly. I won't tell you the name of it, but yeah, I've got, I find it fascinating. I do find it fascinating that people who earn a career out of violence, and it's so legitimised, um, but also the sort of personality that it takes. If any of that has stirred anything in you, you know what to do. Hey, Scotty. Hi, producer Deb, and hello, uh, Tim Cat Meyer, and the rest of the pub. Uh, Scotty, you're going to hate me. Um, I actually was making a very, very Nigella version of a picky tea while I listened to this week's pod. I don't consider myself a Nigella, but it was um, some toast with some pesto and like soft goat's cheese and tomatoes on top. And I do kind of get the whole girl dinner thing as well, because it is something I often have when, like tonight, my husband's working a late shift. Mm And he isn't around and I can't be asked to cook. And my mum does the same thing too when my dad's um, out playing at gigs. She quite often says she'll just have like, you know, a bit of cheese, some crackers, fried egg on toast, something really easy or something that you just grab out the fridge. So I get it, even though I think it is annoying that it's being called girl dinner um, because it isn't. Um, I would think of it as kind of like a picky tea, but I don't think I actually call it that. Um, beige dinners would be what I would call what you would call a picky tea I've also made you a sound postcard from when I was in Dieppe over the weekend um, which is where I actually brought the cheese back from so enjoy this was um, filmed and filmed uh, recorded in a little square in Dieppe on Bastille Day weekend and there's a lovely singer called Zoe um, who was busking and sounds of lots of French people drinking wine and talking bye
sorted. I was sort of transfixed listening to that Zoe singing. Do you know what? One of my favourite things to do is to listen to people. <laughs> I know this sounds really awful, but to listen to people who English is obviously a second language to singing in English because sometimes it comes up very phonetic. Funny, funny, sad. I mean, I couldn't speak in French, let alone sing in French. I mean, actually, I'd give some of her no sort of feels. Do you know what I mean? And I'd do it in the same way. It would be very phonetic, to say the least. So that was quite sweet, wasn't it? What does Bastille Day... Is it when they killed everyone? Bastille Day. What? Oh, not Bastard Day. Here we go. Bastille Day is the common... Oh, it's a common name in English-speaking countries for the National Day of France. So on the 14th of July every year. In French, it's normally called... Oh, here we go. Fête Nationale Française. Fate, fate nationale. Oh, maybe it's fate. No, I don't know the French, do I? Let's listen to it. Let's see if I can get translate on the go. Fate nationale. Oh, for God's sake. I'm having to do a lot of typing today. Here we go. Fate nationale française. Oh, I was almost right. Oh, I should give myself more credit obviously that very thick French accent that I put on that I didn't understand. Yeah, but what's it for? Something about an economic crisis? Oh, it is when they chopped off all the heads and all of that. Is that what it is? Where they killed all the rich people? Something to do with Louis the 17th, 14th? I don't know. If you are a history impresario, if you're knowledgeable in the history, maybe you could put it in a language that I might fucking understand. Now, my main bugbear here is pesto on toast. I'm going to need a minute. Pesto? No. That's a three out of ten for... No. Raw pesto. Yes, I consider pesto to be raw, unless it's, you know, been eaten up a bit. It needs loosening up a bit. You can't just... Oh, you... What, are you spooning it out of the jar from the fridge on a bit of toast? Oh, no. And with a bit of goat's cheese? Oh, even worse. You can, do you know what sort of thing about goat's cheese? You can smell the animal, can't you? Oh, so basically you're having raw pesto on a bit of lovely toast with goat piss all over it. it, it, it no, that's that's not being accepted here, I'm afraid. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I know what you mean when you're talking about the girl dinners. But it's just it's just eating, isn't it? You know, we don't have to market it. It doesn't have to be a trend. It doesn't have to be a thing. It's just called eating. It's just called eating. So there's that. Look at you taking cheese home from France. Oh, I bet your handbag fucking kicked up a storm after that. Your goat's cheese in the heat of that. In the heat of that 40 degrees heat wave and you're eating it. Nah, not for me. There you go. Well, we got all around the houses, didn't we? Learning all about the priests and the churches and all the religions and the eatings and the laughing and the discos and the rest of it. Now, if any of it is causing a storm for you, if you want to send us a little postcard, if you've got a new subject of conversation, if you just want to send me some unadulterated praise via the means of a voice note, you know what to do. You've got to open up the WhatsApp and send me a little voice note, please, to this number. Zero seven double eight two hundred three four two zero. Love.
lovely. Thank you very much. You should know how to do that by now. If you didn't have a pen or paper to hand, if you're living in the Victorian times, uh, you might want to just go into the description box where you'll find it there. And if you can't do that, well, any of the links that you find on our social medias, you can press the link and it will give you a button that will open up the WhatsApp for you. I mean, it's that easy. Why are you sat there doing nothing? Okay, because time is running out. It's not a song, I just made it up. Sounds like it should be in my new musical. I'm not doing a musical. Uh, It's been lovely to see you, to see you nice. And I hope that you do pop again. Remember, join us over on the Patreon for the Out of Hours Gossip. Uh, We hope that you'll get this episode on time. Poor Debbie. Everybody give a warm round of applause for Debbie, please. Yes, we do love the Debbie. Having a bit of a week, I think. Having a bit of a week. But listen, you got the episode on a Wednesday. What the fuck are you worried about? Do you know what I mean? Life's too short, sweetheart. So I'm going to leave you with a little bit more of that talky talky waffly waffly fete nationale francais etc okay love you Tone is produced by Debbie Kilbride, Vice Producer Tim Bano, Assistant Producer Maya Miller-Lewis. ATT is a Debbie production. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. 
juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.